trailer from the 1975 movie Jaws, courtesy NBC slash Universal Pictures. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. In this excerpt from the movie itself, the character of Quint describes his personal shark experiences during World War II. Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into our side chief. He was coming back from the island of Tinian to Lady, just delivered the bomb, the Hiroshima bomb. Eleven hundred men went into the water. The vessel went down in twelve minutes. Didn't see the first shark for about half an hour. Tiger, thirteen footer, you know, you know that when you're in the water, chief. You tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. What well, we didn't know was our bomb mission had been so secret. No distress signal had been sent. <laughs> they didn't even list us overdue for a week. Very first light, chief. Sharks come cruising. So we formed ourselves into tight groups. And the idea was, shark comes to the nearest man, that man, he start pounding and hollering and screaming. Sometimes the shark go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then... Oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red, and despite all the pounding and the hollering, they all come in and they rip you to pieces. True crime. Sex. Political conspiracy. Celebrity gossip. Murder. UFOs. Crooked officials. The occult. Assassination. Courtroom drama. Rape. Corporate scams. Scandal Sheets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scandal Sheet. My name is John Hookstra, and I usually compose music for this podcast, but since this is August and many people are on vacation, I've been asked to take on some temporary hosting duties. I'm joined here in the studio today by one of this pod's frequent and favorite guests, Grace Hughes. Grace, Thank you for joining us on the pod today. Thank you so much, John. I'm so happy to be here, and I just want you to know that right now I have six indoor and two outdoor cats for a total of eight, and that is pretty much wow, my life right eight now. Cats. Eight cats. Holy smoke. I... Yeah. Too many cats. Too many cats. I, I, I have one yeah. cat, and, and we've already had to draft an agreement between the two of us yeah. to like, respect each other's boundaries. Okay. It is yeah. everything. Everything yeah. is completely on the cat. Lots of issues. You know, uh, 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 on on the cat's authorization. Yeah, 
that's yeah i i am the servant to my cats so that's what i do and she, the cat doesn't even make an effort to appear cute she just doesn't oh our cats are very cute which is why we keep them but there are lots of our cats are on lots of kitty drugs because they need, some of them need to be more assertive self-esteem they're taking self-esteem drugs and then the other has a bully drug because he has attacked other cats so yeah, no, our cats. cat is completely unmedicated, and she puts her paw up and sticks that one middle claw out, <laughs> you know, when, when I walk in the room. <laughs> Poor kitty. Poor kitties. Grace, our subject today is part of our Cherished Summer Memories mini-series. Tell me, do you have a cherished summer memory of your own, and would you like to share it with our listeners? Well... When I was a child, we didn't get take a lot of trips, but we did take a road trip down to Florida, and we stopped in motels with swimming pools every night, and the first night I jumped in the pool, and a woman jumped up and was about to s- rescue me because she thought I was drowning, and my mom said, no, that's just how she swims, so not a very good swimmer. That's my only memory. That's not as bad as actually being drowning. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I was safely in a pool. No pools are safe, Grace. No pools. (laughs) Grace, our our subject today is killer sharks. Tell me, how are you with sharks? Well, John, I live in Springfield, Illinois, right in the middle of our wonderful country, and I've never actually seen a live shark, no sharks in pools, although I did see that old movie Jaws as a child, or at least, I don't know, I didn't see the whole thing because it was too scary, but I did see little parts of it. So I guess I'm not crazy about sharks. Clearly they have many teeth and they will kill you. Yes. And your regular co-host Thad is also with us and is reporting on location live in Glorious Garden, a swanky island off the coast of Cape Cod. Usually a place where presidents, celebrities, and CEOs co-mingle in the summer. It has recently become a scene of numerous recent shark attacks. Thad, how's it going out there? Hello, John and Grace. Man, it is going great. I mean, I'm here on the beach with all of these vacationers, and this place is amazing. I mean, unlike most of the country, there is no giant heat wave here in New England. I mean, the weather is perfect. It's like mid-70s here every day. Everywhere you go, you bump into like some kind of celebrity, like George Stephanopoulos' daughter dropping her ice cream cone and crying, or Beyonce having a hissy fit about her boardwalk fries. And the Obama family just walks around like they own the place. Well, that does sound kind of cool, if you like celebrities. And it's great you aren't having floods and wildfires there like in large sections of the country. But our episode is about sharks, so what's going on with that? Well, John and Grace, I do have to admit, um, sharks have been the darker side of this affluent utopian community summer. And why is that? Well... There have been numerous attacks on bathers, uh, people right here on these beaches. Uh, That sounds horrible, Thad. Now, as I talked about Jaws, the movie, it was a fictional story of a giant shark that somehow made its way north to an island off of Cape Cod and started killing and eating people. But that never happened in real life, did it? No... It didn't. The author of that best-selling book and the first of many writers of the screenplay for the the hit movie that followed, Peter Benchley, 
was originally inspired by a very rare 1916 shark attack that occurred off the Jersey Shore, uh, which is like 300 miles south of Cape Cod. So it was entirely fictional. He just made it up. There's, there never were any killer sharks in New England until just recently. Uh, and why is that? Well, two words you can't say out loud here on this island, not even among progressives. What words are those? Climate change. Fab, are you suggesting that sharks are migrating to the North Atlantic from their usual waters in the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Do you have any proof of that? Courtesy CBS News slash Associated Press, 2022. Shark sightings are on the rise this summer in the Northeast, including today. CBS's Mo Lange explains why climate change may be to blame. Sharks off New York's Atlantic coastline are causing concerns. Another sighting at the popular Jones Beach State Park on New York's Long Island this morning temporarily closed the waters to beachgoers. They're not letting you go out at your waist and stuff like that, but... I'm sure I'll be back in the water again. (laughs) Multiple sharks spotted about 20 yards off the coast closed a neighboring beach Wednesday. Our guard spotted numerous, not just a singular, but numerous uh, black tip reef sharks. These are really unique sharks. They're more of a Caribbean shark. Uh, They're known to come to close to the shoreline in feeding areas. So the concern is obviously with swimmers. There have been several recent shark sightings along the New York coast. Scientists say that warming waters from climate change are driving the sharks north. Chris Paparo captured this video of sharks feeding on huge schools of fish off Southampton, New York. Paparo is with the South Fork Natural History Museum's shark research team, where they tag sharks in order to collect data on their patterns. Climate change is definitely playing a role, especially in the sightings that we're seeing this year and last year. As sea temperatures are rising, a lot of fish populations are shifting north. Now, experts stress the need to continue to learn about shark habitats and migration patterns, especially as they're now being impacted by climate change. Shark attacks are incredibly rare, but officials say it is always important for beachgoers to remain vigilant out there. But you're right, John and Grace. I mean, there are many experts that have a very different point of view of sharks than the media is reporting. I mean, to listen to them, these experts say sharks are not mindless murdering predators, but they're an important part of the ocean's ecosystem and should be protected. In fact, the author of the book you just talked about earlier, Grace, Jaws, Peter Benchley himself in his retirement devoted his life to shark conservation. I recorded an interview with a famous marine conservationist. Is it okay if we play that? Yes, please. Grace and John, I'm pleased to have the very famous marine biologist and conservationist, Dr. Maroon. His recent best-selling book is Shark Lives Matter. Welcome, doctor. Uh, Thank you for having me, Thad. So, Dr. Maroon, you argue in your book that our perception of sharks is completely wrong. Is that correct? It is, Thad. Sharks are an incredibly misunderstood and also an incredibly threatened group of animals. The latest numbers show that about one in three of the known species of sharks are considered threatened with extinction. And the number one cause by far are human beings. So... We are causing shark extinction? I mean, why, why do 
Why do we think sharks are killing humans in greater and greater numbers? So when you hear the word shark attack, you picture a malicious monster stalking the beach and planning and willfully causing mayhem and destruction. But what's often reported as shark attacks are not that the shark bit a person. The shark swims near a person in a way that the person finds threatening but does not physically touch them. And that leads to this perception that sharks are bad and sharks are dangerous and scary. And sure, injuries do happen every once in a while and sharks do even kill someone on occasion. But it is extremely rare. Look, there are so many things that kill more people than sharks that you don't think of as being dangerous. Obviously, automobiles, but also stairs in your house and even your own bathroom. And I love this one. More people die in a typical year falling off cliffs, trying to take a selfie of the beautiful scenery than are killed by sharks. But you don't get fear-mongering media coverage of this. So you're saying that, in fact, maybe it's humans that are more dangerous to the sharks. I mean, how many sharks do people kill every year in the oceans? So the best estimate that we have, which is a very, very back-of-the-envelope estimate, is about 100 million sharks a year. And that number, it sounds big and scary, but... There are certainly too many sharks being killed by humans due to uh, unsustainable overfishing practices, both uh, intentionally targeting sharks for their fins and their meat and and accidentally through uh, trying to catch a tuna or something that's near the shark. Uh, So losing 100 million of anything, I feel like that must be a huge problem in the ecosystem. I mean, what does that mean for the ocean? So sharks are really important to animals in terms of keeping the oceans and our coastal ecosystem healthy. Uh, they, They keep the food web in balance. And when we're talking about the ocean, that's a series of food webs that provides food for billions of humans, including many of the poorest humans on earth and provides jobs for tens of millions of humans. So When we start destabilizing the ocean, it is bad news, not just for the environment, but for us. Are there sharks around in the ocean whenever you, whenever or wherever you swim? I mean, should we just assume that that's the case? And what should we think about that? If you ever have been in the ocean, there was probably a shark not that far away from you. And it knew you were there. Their senses, and especially their sense of smell, but other senses, are too legendary. Just because you don't see a shark doesn't mean that it doesn't see you. Uh, Most of the time, they leave you alone. I've been swimming with sharks all over the world, and most of the photos I have are of sharks swimming away from me really fast because it's normally what they do when they see a person. So if you go in the ocean and you see a shark and it's just minding its own business, you don't need to be worried. And these scaremongering, fear-mongering news stories and documentaries on Shark Week, like shark apocalypse and shark explosion and all that nonsense, um, is certainly not helping with our ability to understand and perceive risk. So, Doctor, how many of these misperceptions about these these animals, these sharks, started in 1975 when Peter Benchley came out with that novel, Jaws, and scared the heck out of people— Uh, when they went to the beach? 
Jaws has had such a profound, transformative effect on how the world thinks about sharks. Before 1975, most people who went to the beach didn't really think about sharks that much. And now, lots of people tell me that they're terrified of going into the water. Even up to the ankle, ankle depth, because of sharks. My parents told me the summer that Jaws came out, they didn't want to go swimming in, in their community pool. It's absolutely transformed the way people think about ocean and sharks and our place in the food chain. So even as these predators seem to be shutting down beaches and and sending <laughs> local news media crews into a frenzy, it seems marine biologists like you have been waging sort of a counter PR campaign on behalf of sharks, arguing that the popular media has overstated their danger. So what do you think the explanation is for that? Uh, population is on the rise. The population of people who use the ocean is on the rise. The amount of time we spend in the ocean is on the rise. The number of things we do on the ocean is on the rise. We're, uh, we go to more areas to go into the water. So, Doctor, you've been on the front lines of this movement to change how people in the media uh, like myself and my colleagues and other researchers talk about interactions between humans and sharks. And I've certainly seen some coverage of this kind in the reexamination of the term shark attack, but, but not everyone has been receptive to this reexamination. Officials are referring to shark attacks as, or, or quoting how negative interactions, like when a great white shoes off your leg, it's a negative interaction. And so we should change the language to something closer to shark encounters when there's no injury and shark bite where there is an injury. It's not in my position that shark attacks should be retired completely. It's just that unless the intent of the shark, which is awfully hard to know, uh, you, you shouldn't be calling it a shark attack. Wow. Great information, Doctor. Uh, thank you so much. Back to you, John and Grace. So, Thad, I know you are there in Gloria Gardens Island. Are you on the beach at the moment? I am, John. Like I said, the weather is absolutely beautiful. As you can hear, people are having a fantastic time. And I'm standing only yards away from Billie Eilish's entourage as they are adjusting her bathing suit. So I'm good. Okay, well, Thad, so you sound like a total perv and probably need professional help. Roger that, Grace. Checking myself into therapy um, on Monday. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. But you say the beach is perfect. I don't hear any splashing in the background. Is anyone actually in the water? Uh, <laughs> good catch, Grace. None of these rich people are in the water itself, which is rather strange as this is a beach. So do you think they're afraid of a potential shark attack? Well, Good chance of that. I mean, given the number of attacks over the last few weeks, I'd, you know, I'd have to say, yeah. Well, that expert who you just had on said that sharks don't actually want to eat humans and very rarely do. Right. But this podcast is only being recorded now, so obviously nobody here uh, has heard that. So 
Uh, and I'm not sure anybody's going to listen to this podcast anyway. But <laughs> so it wouldn't even make a difference anyway. No, but they're, no, they're not going in. So, Thad, I have an idea. What if you went into the water yourself? Uh, me? Yes, yes, you! You go into the water, and, and you're a famous podcaster. All the celebrities on the island, they'll feel confident that everything is okay, and they will wade in after you. Uh, okay, so that, okay, that plan might work, but here's the problem. What if there are mad-eating sharks out there in the water? I agree with John, Thad. If you can get the people on the beach to go into the water, maybe we can get some good audio. Good audio? Yeah, if someone is eaten on microphone live, we blow our metrics. You're a podcaster, you know that. Our dollar sponsorship numbers will go through the roof. Uh, yes, I, I guess you're right, of course. Yeah, Grace is right, Pat, on this one. Listen, you need to take one for the team. How about a selfie with a shark? <laughs> okay, I promise uh, if I find one, we'll, I'll go for the selfie. And we can use that as the thumbnail for the episode. Okay. Look, don't be such a pussy, Thad. Obviously, Kim Kardashian or Nicki Minaj is going to be a way better meal for a shark. Just stay away from skinny waifs like Taylor Swift or Miley Cyrus. The shark might go for you if you are swimming next to those skinny girls. They're hardly appetizers for a 5,000-pound shark. Thanks for the advice, Grace. Look, look, all we're asking is that you just wade into the water. You make it sound like a suicide mission. Come on. John, didn't you just hear the last 20 minutes we recorded? Oh, stop it. I am a professional massage therapist, and I promise to relieve your stress after this. Even if I'm missing one or both of my legs? Of course. Then you get a discount for less body mass to work with. That'd be a waste. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. Here I go. Here I go. Okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm walking into the waves, and you guys are right. Uh, the celebrities are noticing, and they're beginning to follow me into the water. Uh, I mean, Chris Pratt looks weird with that ducky thing under his arms. And, and don't even ask me, George Clooney. It's just, it's just too weird to, to report on. John, I knew this plan would work. This was very wise of you, Grace. Bravo. Alert. Alert. Please leave the water immediately. A shark has been spotted in this vicinity. Please leave the water in an orderly fashion. Alert. Alert. Please leave the water immediately. Grace, this A is amazing. Just what we wanted for this episode. We, who got shark attacked? Was it Chris Pratt? Candy West? Oh, wouldn't it be funny if they took out the guy who plays the Aquaman, Jason Momoa? Sure, John. I'm trying to reach Thad. Thad? Thad, how, how's it going? Who got hit? Well, that doesn't sound good to me, John. Um, no. No, it doesn't, Grace. But at least Beyonce and Tom Cruise were able to get out of the melee. Well, thank God for that. But somehow, I think I'll still miss Thad. You'll get over it. I have worse problems. Unfortunately, the SOB still owes me money. Dang. Well, we're closing the boathouse on this episode, and I want to thank my co-host Grace for her appearance and for her great work. We hope Thad will make it to the ER, survive his wounds, and be back with us soon in some form. 
We hope you'll follow or subscribe to Scandal Sheet on your favorite pod platform and share it with all your friends. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a shameless, over-the-top rave review on Apple Podcasts especially. This helps us build audience. And please check out my music on the included links. Also, we want to hear from you. You can reach us online at scandalsheet.com, Facebook or Twitter, or just send us an email to contact at scandalsheetpod.com. And we'll see you next time on Scandal Sheet. Copyright 2022, Thad Helsley Media, LLC. All rights reserved.